In 2013, 6D Helmets forever changed the way we think about motorcycle safety helmets. With its patented omnidirectional suspension system to help absorb rotational impacts, the original ATR1 helmet swept through the industry and was received with open arms by riders and racers alike. The new 6D ATR2 and ATR2 Youth are even better than the original and carry a limited three-year warranty and a unique technology that allows the helmet to be rebuilt after most crashes. Visit 6dhelmets.com for more info. Welcome to the 6D Helmets Kickstart Podcast. It is Monday, Isolation Week 4, I believe. I'm Don Maeda here in the Swap Moto Live offices in Lake Elsinore, California. Joined by Chase Curtis, co-host Alex Ray, and Michael Antonovich on the phone remotely from Illinois. So there's been some uh, interesting potential developments in the state of racing. Um, I think we'll let Anton explain it, but... Did you guys, uh, Anton, we just watched the uh, Supercross Roundtable, mm-hmm. and uh, there's no mention of it in that, so uh, I don't know. Let's yeah, see. I think that they filmed that on Friday before. Yeah, because I there was there was already a, uh, it wasn't live because there was edits in there, and there was already a predetermined length when the video started. Huh. Yeah, because I noticed that because it said live today, so I was kind of getting some like mixed signals of like, is this going to happen? And then I think they even moved it up a couple hours from the original airtime, mm-hmm. so there was a lot of changes with that thing today. I think. I thought it was a, uh, it was more so a, a five-way interview than a roundtable. I think a roundtable, the riders would have talked to each other and had open discussion, but still interesting nonetheless. But I was cracking up at how uninterested couple of them looked when it wasn't their turn to talk <laughs> yeah it's not like the press conference at anaheim one where everybody can kind of hide it you know yeah uh, there it's pretty much on display that you're not listening yeah so eli talked about his uh his baby girl coming in like what three weeks i think is that mm-hmm. is that one of the first times he's spoken out uh like openly in, in public about becoming a dad yeah Probably the most. Uh, they've had like little things here and there, but he hasn't ever really like done a social post. He's not a social guy. Um, mm-hmm. Her whole social scene is all private compared to everybody else's. Yeah, this is like really the first time they've said anything about uh, the baby girl they're going to have in the next few weeks. Yeah. Yeah, so for Eli, that kind of worked out good, huh? He can be home and not have to be on edge. Well, depending on how that next thing goes. You know what I mean? if they do want to do those races in uh, May. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the, uh, the, uh, the word broke what last week that they're thinking about doing multiple rounds in May, but it involves a little bit more than what most of us have heard. Yeah. So um, I guess there was a, there was a conference between the teams and Feld on Friday. Um, Mathis was the first person to put that out. So just like, do credit to that but then all day saturday i had been chasing it because i had no idea that they were talking uh everything i had heard was felled and the teams always talked on mondays so i was thinking oh maybe that would be their next thing that we would hear now so they kind of got that out of the way sooner um but the plan for what they've passed on to the teams was hey if we can get to state farm stadium in arizona and click off seven races, um, not do them every Saturday. We'll do them maybe on a tighter schedule, maybe during the week even. Mm-hmm. So guys get a little bit of time to race and then have a break and then race again. So it's not just one after another after another. Because that would be a lot to ask of our guys to race that many days back to back. 
Um, so they want to do that. It would be seven weeks, same stadium. But if anybody has followed MotoGP, they're passing the same idea around for much later in the year. Um, but MotoGP's issue is if they have this happen, it is essential staff only. Um, no team is allowed to bring PR. There is no outside media other than the MotoGP uh, officials, like mm-hmm. their photographers, their camera crew. And when I asked someone very close to the situation about would that be the same here, they kind of indicated that would probably be very likely. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be just everybody show up. If you have a hard card, you get to come. It'll be no fans, and it'll probably be only the bare essential staff. Yeah. I, I don't know about you, but I think that that's a far-fetched idea. I don't see that happening. Um, I think it's next to impossible. Yeah. I mean, so, A-Ray, where did you hear it, and what did you hear? Um, well, I was just – I was over at Heart Raps, and mm-hmm. he said something about, hey, we might be racing next month. And then I was like, oh, shit, really? So, mm-hmm. you know, I called around and sent a few texts, and then I also – Received a call from my, one of my old mechanics, Derek Rankin. Mm-hmm. Um, he works for Benny Bloss now. And uh, he told me, he's like, hey, are you still going home? I was like, yeah, that's the plan. Um, he's like, well, you might want to wait on that and just sort of wait and see uh, because we might be racing next month. So I was like, okay, well, I've heard it from two people. Mm-hmm. Um, so this actually might be happening. And then I sort of got to thinking about it, talking to other people, and they're like, Man, it's going to be pretty far-fetched because I don't see this coronavirus really getting mu- – I mean, it's getting better, yes, but not in the – like, not as fast as I think it, that we'll be racing for next month. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, well, we'll just have to see. I mean, I don't know. It kind of sucks for, like, the small teams and stuff. And uh, – but, you know, like like me, you know, I called, I called Jason and uh, – Jason, my team owner or whatever, and uh, – he was just sort of saying that we've already switched everything over to outdoors. You know yeah. what I mean? And he's yeah. like, well, shit, like, if, you know, we're already switching stuff over to outdoors, I need to know if this is going to happen so I can start building the bikes back for Supercross. Yeah. So it, it's just sort of putting him in a tight spot because we were all supposed to go to my house and start, you know, do some outdoor testing, training, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. He was going to bring a few people down, and, you know, I was going to meet them there. But uh, it's everything's on hold right now. Mm-hmm. So it kind of sucks. Anton, any idea why they're uh, going from fall to all of a sudden, let's do it now? So if everything else works out the way they think it's going to work out, um, stadium availability might be really tight. Like, yeah, there would be places like St. Louis or Qualcomm Stadium or wherever that you could get to, but then what's to say that these events aren't going to be getting battled for against the same thing? You know, there could be other things later on in the year, other bigger sports that, have more pull. So if they can get it happening now, they get to bypass all of that. The NFL hasn't even done the draft yet. I think that's this coming weekend. Um, so they're way, way, way away from their season even happening. There's no college sports that are going on now. So if they can get this happening now, yeah, it's ideally the best time to have stadium availability and the hotels and all of that. And you would have a lot of interest because there is no other sports going on. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, dude, you you just basically move the timeline up like four months. Yeah. You know, there are so many people that were thinking September, October, the first person that came to mind when I heard about this was RJ Hampshire. You know, RJ gets his knee fixed thinking I'll set out the summer. It doesn't really matter for the, for the outdoor championship, but I'm third in the 250 East coast standings. If I can come back later in the year, I could make a run at this with a good leg. Mm-hmm. Well, now he has four weeks and it's completely out of the question. He can't yeah. even do it. So his whole year is done. <clears throat> oh. 
That sucks, man. Yeah, I was I was thinking about that too. You know, I mean, how many like we had a few people who who went in and got stuff fixed. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're like, oh yeah, we're not racing for a while. I'm gonna get some stuff fixed. And then everyone's like, oh, boom, we're racing again. And it's like, what the hell? Like we've all been, you know, I mean, we've all been training. Yes, we've all been riding our bicycles and stuff. But I mean, we've had a few white claws. You know, <laughs> you know. I mean, we've had a, we've had a few claws and beers, and you know, it's it's we to hop back into Supercross with mm-hmm. no practice is, I mean, a little dangerous. I mean, two, there's no no tracks in Southern California that are open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you're riding Supercross right now, you're either in Florida at either like the Baker Factory or wherever Kenny and Sexton are. Mm-hmm. And, and that's it unless you're on a factory team and you're riding the test tracks in california yeah everyone else they're not practicing they don't have nowhere to go so they're all playing supercross the game three supercross exactly. the game three yeah see but i think that that's what's going to be the next like big dilemma that they're going to have to figure out is who gets to come because they can't just let all of you guys come like people that haven't made main events this year or something like that <laughs> Yeah, now's not the time that you're going to get to be your breakout guy. Just like if you got your Supercross Futures points, don't think that you're going to make your pro debut at this time because if a lot of people can't go, then I don't think they're going to like open up the floodgates for just everybody yeah. to come. Right, cause it's because still, it's still got to be under like 250, 250 people, right? Uh, I don't know if they've even gotten like a hard number, number? yet because okay. with that three-phase plan that the government is like kind of uh, trying to wheel out right now, who knows where you could be in four weeks in Arizona because it hasn't been too bad. Uh-huh. But at the same time, like it could be, maybe you could have 500 or whatever. And that opens it up a bit. But like, you know, we've all been through the pit area at a supercross race. Dude, there's way more than 500 people. there just working on the teams and right. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Think about how many Dunlop guys there are, how many, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. This is where it gets weird of the gear guys who gets to come there. Uh, the thing that I had heard floated around from one factory rider was they're all going to have to stay at one hotel. So mm-hmm. this will minimize the chance of like quarantine or of um, outside contact. Yeah. And this is what Major League Baseball wants to do too. But <clears throat> baseball has a lot of different things working in their favor. A is money. They have a ton of money. And honestly, I think they have even like some hotel chain that's like the official hotel of Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. So they could work out a thing there and then rent out an entire thing of hotels and block it off, and it's just the players. The yeah. only thing that happens then is, once you're in, you're subject to daily testing. If you get sick, well, on arrival, you have a 14-day quarantine. So by the rule, you would have to get everybody there for two weeks, keep them there, Fire. no issues, or whatever, and then get them going from there. So yeah. now you already you can't even do that with Supercross now. No. You know what I'm saying? And then baseball, if they're going to play those games in the Cactus and the Grapefruit League, which is what's proposed between Arizona and Florida, once those players get there, there is no outside contact with their family. They are not allowed to go anywhere else. If you were to leave, you're going to be subject to a 14-day quarantine upon return to the hotel. Mm -hmm. If you get tested, it's over. And the big thing is if somebody was to get this and it would hurt somebody in Major League Baseball, then – do you, do you, is it worth running the risk of putting your players or your coaches or your trainers at liability for something just to play these games? Okay. So that's the big question that the players union is now asking. And a lot of players have pushed back and said like, yeah, I'm going to leave my family for three or four months and I can't do anything except be a prisoner of baseball. Like I'm good yeah. for our guys. And I'm just going to say this straight up. 
we can't even get like the AMA website to work. Live timing to work sometimes, like all these things. <laughs> there is no way in hell that they're going to pull off this logistic masterpiece in yeah. four weeks. Fed has been shut down. All the teams have been shut down. Like the obstacles that they have to face to get into that are unbelievable. And then the other thing is too, a lot of these ind- these companies in the industry haven't been working. You know, KTM is for load employees. American Honda is for load employees. I know some race teams are fine because they're written in differently within some companies, so they've been able to stay working or whatever. But like a Ray, to your point, dude, you guys haven't been riding. You're not going to get gear and parts so easily. Like Dunlop said that they weren't going to ship everybody spec tires for a while because availability is scarce. Like, yeah, dude, get that whole program working up again in four weeks when nobody else has been doing anything. And there's no guarantee that money is going to come back to that. Like Mm -hmm. it is almost impossible to think that this could be pulled off. Yeah. I, I hate to be a pessimist, but I don't even see it happening in the fall. Really? I don't know. You don't see racing period or spectating racing? Just, well, you know, I know there's money, sponsorship money be had by holding the events. Right. But holding the events that no one's going to come to, how is that? Right. You know, I I don't know. Because I don't, I don't, I'm with you on that. I don't see spectators going to anything until 2021, like springtime, period. And that's. I don't see concerts, nothing. Well, and the concert thing, that's already done. Like, mm-hmm. all of Live Nation, all of those people, AEG, all of the main, like, entertainment hubs that run concert promotions, they've already told everybody, you're done for the year. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of musicians now, the way that the music industry, and this is a whole other topic, has been taken over, you have to tour to make money. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of musicians now that are flat broke and right. going to lose their houses, like big musicians, right. because they don't have an income. Mm-hmm. so they've already told everybody that's not going to happen all other sports are pretty much told you will not have spectators there um i i really don't know how this phase three plan could work out especially as this pertains to the nationals with florida trying to get things going so quickly uh like you know opening the beaches back up and being real hopeful for stuff like that but at the same time like for all of this to go on MX Sports can't hold those races without spectators coming or without a very good number. They're going to lose a lot of money, and I would think that they would just not do it at all rather than go into the season at a massive financial loss because then that's going to hurt the whole future of the sport in general. You know, how much money could they reinvest in 2021? Right. You know, it sucks. It sucks. I think that, like, every week we realize, oh, my God, there's another part to this that we never realized could happen because even for our deal, like, Saturday, I was like, dude, I, I, I really want racing to come back, and that would be great. And even if I can't go watch because I'm non-essential, that's fine. Because if we get race reports going again, that's more money and more page views to the website. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, dude, but this ain't even possible. Mm-hmm. So uh, if this thing for some reason goes down in May, <clears throat> hey, Ray, I'm going to be your mechanic. You leave Cholo Mike at home. I'll come work. And I'll have a camera in my little fanny pack, and I'll be able to cover the race. And <laughs> wow. what do you think? I mean, that might work, <laughs> but I don't. I don't know what's gonna happen if, like, you know, shit hits the fan. You know, you gotta change the bars, all kinds of shit. Oh, I you can know? do that. You can do it. He's, I can he's do pretty it. competent. I yeah. can even change a clutch when you burn it out. <laughs> That's the main main thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey guys, this is Shane McGrath of the Star Racing Monster Energy Yamaha team. BC Fit Mills has been a huge tool in my success by keeping me healthy, energetic, and recovering the best way I possibly can. All their meals are super delicious, ready to eat, and take the guesswork out of trying to eat right daily. Visit their website at bcfitmills.com and sign yourself up today. Out here, on the edge, failure is no option. Here, you don't compromise. Off-road, on-road, on the track, off the grid. Sunstar sprockets and brake discs come installed on more motorcycles and all-terrain vehicles than any other in the world. Period. The engineers who design your bike trust and spec Sunstar for the same reason you should. Because here, on the edge, failure is no option. Sunstar, number one in sprockets and brake discs. Hey, it's Gohan, team manager of the Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha team. Works Connection has been building the best aluminum parts in motocross for over 30 years. From the awesome Pro Launch Start device to their original axle blocks. Works Connection parts are designed and produced in California, and we are proud to use them on our factory race bikes in Supercross and Motocross. Check them out at worksconnection.com. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the shop. What's up, Swap Moto fans? The Toyota Escondido Action Sports Team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport, like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, we've become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Live Show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck is mention the show and tell them you want the action sports special. Check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more. So, uh, Anton, out in California, you know, there's no racing going on or no organized events, but we had round one of the e-bike nationals on Sunday. <laughs> Dude, it was so much fun. Oh, my gosh. I, just, I finally got my e-bike, GTE, GTE Force e-bike, and, dude, I I haven't ridden my regular bike at all. I've just been riding the e-bike, and it's so much fun. Yeah. I mean, we had, like, there was, like, eight of us just e-biking. Yeah. So, we're out. Guess who, guess who uh, we're going riding with later this afternoon? Anton. MC. No, a- MC may that come. That would be sick. That would Thursday. be sick. Uh, well, while we were riding yesterday, RV texted me a picture of a brand-new Turbo Levo. <laughs> he went out and bought one so we're uh Ari and i are taking uh taking rv out to holder crooks today should be pretty good that'll be a good time i think it's cool like a ray have you enjoyed this downtime like do you feel like a little too much you got to, to live honest. but you've gotten to like live a normal life like you get to appreciate a little bit more it's cool yeah i mean honestly it hasn't changed much i mean yeah i haven't ridden riding my dirt bike but i mean just getting out and riding bicycles with the boys it's been it's been fun you know and uh to be honest we've been like whenever we're riding with the boys it's been it's been pretty pretty much like a hammer fest like every time because we're all just like 
to be honest, we're all just out there just dick, dick flexing right now. Um, we did a ride the other day on the road. Uh, we did, we we're going to do two hours, you know, whatever. And then Brock's like, Hey, let's just like do two minute pulls each, you know, and be like, you know, doing intervals. <laughs> we did that for two hours. Just, just hammering. Like, just hammering. We averaged 24 for two hours. We did 45 miles in under two hours. Yeah. When you were texting me that, I was like, the only time I go over 20 miles an hour on my road bike is when I'm going downhill. Dude, we were cooking. <laughs> we were cooking. Even Pablo, he's like. Buddy, I think I think you're stronger than me right now. I was like, well, I don't know about that, but like, yeah. yeah, he was stoked on that ride. But since then, I've just been riding my e-bike, and it's been great. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, Chase, last week uh, you went out to uh, uh, that private track and yeah, and and Can hung be- out with uh, a few few guys. Did you hear anything out there or talk to anyone? Any uh, funny stories? Nothing good. Not, honestly, it was kind of depressing. It's everyone's kind of down right now obviously mm-hmm. so uh there wasn't too many laughs to be had mm-hmm. and everyone kind of kept their distance for the most part but uh no uh, nothing nothing real enjoyable to talk about well, but it was cool seeing mc ride with everyone because it was his first day back yeah so, so i heard i heard a story about dylan Frandis being totally starstruck because oh, yes. he met jeremy so tell me about that yeah so uh i no one really caught on to it till after dylan left uh-huh. But he had he had he had to have like said hey to his chick can you take some pictures of us mm-hmm. so there was a couple times where MC pulled off to the side of the track and Dylan would go like kind of like a couple feet away from him and, and stop and you'd see his chick like run up and take a quick picture of the back of the jerseys you know yeah and so he leaves he he left probably like three four hours before everyone else did mm-hmm. and uh, Benny from Bell gets a text gets a picture from uh dylan of the them by each other mc and dylan and like thank you so much benny this is the best day ever let me know if you guys ride again you're <laughs> just completely stoked that he got to ride with mc yeah, yeah what i had heard cool. is that mc was his childhood hero and oh, really? he had never met him before in spite of them both being monster athletes that was the first day the wow. first time he ever met jeremy in person and wow. he was just freaking out i heard yeah that's pretty cool that's awesome so yeah, it's it's pretty cool to think that Ferrandis was excited about something, right? right? Yeah, but I mean, what if, the king though. He, what if the king just showed up and he's like all stoked to see him? He's like, "Bro, that pass you did on Craig, it was dirty," <laughs> and he just starts booing him right there, just boo. <laughs> yeah, he just probably broke down in tears. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we got to ride a Ray, you and I, and Dahmer and few other people we got invited to a uh, a private ride day at a unnamed track last week and uh it's pretty funny did you have that like uh that little butterfly feeling that i did when we saw that cop pull up at the road yeah i was like oh shit we were all going to jail yeah you know i'm like dude the he just stayed there and just watched us i was like and then whenever he turned down and left i thought he was like going to get backup or something (laughs) yeah they're going to get his bolt cutters because we were locked inside the track yeah (laughs) But yeah, it sure felt good to ride. It did. It, it was it was awesome. You know, the track was really good where we went, and uh, you know we had had some good ruts, mm-hmm. some nice floating jumps. Yeah. You know. I will say the hills have been popping because I have never seen this many trucks packed with dirt bikes. Yeah. Like the the last week, just on my way here this morning, I probably saw six trucks packed with dirt bikes. And I'm like, mm. where are you guys going? They need to send me yeah. a drop pin. Dude, the hills <laughs> are going to expire here this weekend. It's supposed to be. 90 degrees, mm-hmm. 
Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I think I, Saturday I saw a high of like 94 or something. Oh, my goodness. I'm not ready for that. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So, I don't know. Rattlesnakes are going to come out. Yeah. Dirt's going to dry up. I don't know. But, hey, so we're, tomorrow you get to ride. We're, we're going to go to test uh, Luke Clout's Penride Honda. Yeah, it's going to be CR250R. I out. haven't rode it 250F. Well, I mean, I rode that 250. I'm talking about on Supercross. It's yeah. probably 2011. So, in 2011, were you a... You know, a privateer in the 250 East Coast. 250 West. 250 West. Yeah, oh. 250 West, 450 East. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was out here. Yeah. Was it 314 days? Oh, big boy, 314 days. <laughs> <laughs> How, was, it, was it tough clearing triples on a 250? Bro, I ate my bar pad every weekend because I was so fat. And, like, my bike was fast, too. Okay, uh-huh. like, I had... I had uh, Yosh actually did the engine. Um, I had a Cowie 250F. Mm-hmm. Yosh did the engine, dude. It was all sick. It sounded mean, but as soon as I hopped on it, the thing bogged down. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I cased a lot of triples, man. I, I one comes to mind: uh, Seattle Supercross 2011. Mm-hmm. Okay, it had rained. We were on a delayed schedule, whatever. And uh, it was soft, ruts all the way across. Like, you see a guy hit the jump, the whole thing moves. It was so soft. Yeah. Dude, I ripped the turn as fast as I could. And I hit that thing wide open, pulled up as hard as I could. And, dude, I still came up 10 feet fucking short. <laughs> dude, I smoked. Like, I don't even think my front wheel made it over the thing. It just right in the face of it, dude. Mm. And- Did you blow your JT pants open? No, I was wearing fly gear at that oh, point in okay. time, yeah. And then it happened again at Vegas. <laughs> it happened again at Vegas, and I cased it so hard I crashed. Oh. It just hands blew off the bars. Not good. Not good, no. <clears throat> that triple was big well, at Vegas. Well, let's, let's have no none of that tomorrow. Yeah, let's have no, none of that no, tomorrow. No. <laughs> yeah. no. Although, uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be cool. As long as there's no triples out of the corner that are, like, super slick in the turn, it's fine. Yeah. I think, uh, I think uh, Clout's... Mechanic Nathan Alexander is probably pretty excited to get out and spin Do some something. wrenches. I don't think he likes me very much. Really? Yeah. Anton, does Narco Nate not like A-Ray? No, I think Narco Nate likes almost everybody. Yeah. He's a it's just, I beg to differ. He does the, not. He, he does not. <laughs> I don't know if he likes my old mechanic, Derek, because they work oh. together. Oh, yeah, that one's weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, no, that I might be that, a part of the reason why he doesn't like me. <laughs> no, I think Nathan's like just so... Uh, quiet and in his own ways that like i think i've had everybody ask me like hey does nathan like me and i'm like oh, i think so yeah <laughs> hey once i go to tennessee uh anton are you gonna come over and ride yes i am i need to send you pictures of the track because dude the track is dialed there yes we've uh well, we've been working right out now. the plan for the bike so if it's like 150 friendly i'll be there yeah i was gonna ask what's the what's the update on the bike uh i'm thinking ktm 150 Ooh, nice! Yeah, what you're buying yeah. one? Yeah, we're, we're working out a deal. Hopefully, uh, advertising negotiations so that we get Anton on a dirt bike back at home. You know? Yes, and then I'll hit the Midwest scene. All those Illinois and Missouri and Indiana oh, and Oklahoma full tracks. Full Bubba Polly, just Bubba Polly. Oh yeah, it's like that's 15 minutes away. Yeah, rip yeah. his Supercross track, dude. I've mm-hmm. rode that track before. I think it's sketchy. You got to jump over a fence. <laughs> yeah, that one, and it has like those over unders and all that. Yeah. yeah, I'm good. Yeah, dude. Well, hey, we're gonna have. You know what, Bob? You're listening. I need you to send me a 60 helmet for Anton so I could send it to Corsace. 
Oh, yeah. So Anton can oh. have his SML paint job. Yes. Mm-hmm. My first ever custom painted helmet. What size well, are, you? are you serious? That it'd be your first ever? Yeah. See, I, I sent. You think I have I a did. medium right here that I could I could send to him, you know. But I mean, yeah, no, just, that's the wrong brand. But <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, 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 Dahmer, I, Dahmer said he's never had a custom painted helmet either. That was kind of shocking. He had, to me. my first day. Yeah, he so. had that one that Shane lettered. Yeah. That one's cool, his black one. But yeah, I I never had any of that. You got to think that I also went on hiatus uh, for multiple extended periods of time. Yeah. yeah. So are we going to put Anton in the back or like I know? Or uh, please, Anton. Right now, pass. right now, I'm posting it right no, now. No, please, God, no. Please, <laughs> God, please no. God, no. Please, God, no. <laughs> Just quotes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so hey, yeah. Big shout out to Cordell Caro, Corsacci, who uh, is a uh, journeyman Supercross racer in the 250 West Coast, but he also paints helmets. That guy's got a lot of talents. Yeah, Supercross, he's also a skater and a BMXer. He's right? a really good BMX rider. Rides dirt bikes. Yeah. Yeah. His girlfriend has a nice butt. Yeah, he's one of those frustrating guys. That's everything seems to be doing pretty good for him. Yeah, Yeah. he's yeah. He's chill too. Yeah. Yeah. He's been painting a lot of helmets. He's painted like five or six of my helmets. So. Yeah. Yeah. He says right now his uh, landlord has like a security camera or whatever, and he's like, the landlord will give him crap for going to work. Like even though he's working in a space all by himself, his landlord doesn't want him there, so he's been sneaking in at night. Ooh. to paint our helmets <laughs> <For us. laughs> that's awesome but um anyhow well hey anton um stay safe out there in illinois we're uh i will we're uh, you guys do the same we're gonna head to the hills after i publish this podcast and uh but what are the chances rv shows up in spandex for an e-bike ride Oh, highly. I, yeah, I right? dude, I'm I'm the same way though. Like the baggies are are like weird to me. Yeah. You know? Cuz like when I took him to Greer on his first ride on his uh, stump jumper, he showed up with a visor helmet and a lycra kit. Nice. Yeah. And he I, pretended that he brought the wrong one. Like me, like I don't want to wear the visor helmet. I just want to wear the Speed Demon helmet and the lycra all the time. <laughs> okay? I just want to be tight and just pew, like I want to wear a full like a gazelle, face. like a gazelle. A full yeah, you, always. You know, Fernando. You like <laughs> Fernando told me he's like, "Screw it, dude. That's why I wear the full face so I can send it." <laughs> <laughs> I could see A Ray in like the John Tomac skin suit. Oh, the 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 black one that looks like yeah, it's made up, looks like he's dipped in tar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Full aerodynamic that's me i'm i'm aerodynamic as hell let's yeah. go like pew. all right well uh that's the show for today we'll uh fill you in on what rv wears next week and uh thanks for listening if you are listening on a podcast server please check out swapmotolive.com for the coolest and most original content in motocross thanks for listening thank you also to bob weber at 60 helmets for making this possible we'll see you next week in 2013, 6D Helmets forever changed the way we think about motorcycle safety helmets. With its patented omnidirectional suspension system to help absorb rotational impacts, the original ATR1 helmet swept through the industry and was received with open arms by riders and racers alike. The new 6D ATR2 and ATR2 Youth are even better than the original and carry a limited three-year warranty and a unique technology that allows the helmet to be rebuilt after most crashes. Visit 6dhelmets.com for more info.